so the year was 1983. I was a 10-year-old latchkey kid. I was new to the San Fernando Valley and being raised by a single mom. And this was my first day of school. I remember waking up, I was new into the fifth grade, and I really wanted to impress. So I decided to wear my Sunday best. I wore a red and white polka dot dress with a white ribbon around the waist, white knee-high socks, and black patent leather shoes. And I just screamed playground ready, didn't I? I grabbed my Charlie's Angels lunchbox and I was off to school. I just knew it was gonna be such a great day until I realized I was late. So I got to campus and there was not a kid in sight. The doors were closed, the bell had rung, and so I ran to Mrs. Holmes's classroom. I opened the door and then suddenly, all eyes were on me. I was terrified. I was a shy and quiet girl and this is not the impression that I wanted to make. So I didn't know how to interrupt this silence. Until one kid who looks at me and he yells, tardy! Well, that was one way to do it. So I slid into the one chair that happened to be available, and it was right next to the door that I had just walked through. So, whew, great. Well, it was very clear early on that this girl that I sat next to and I, we were not going to get along. We were polar opposites, and there was definite tension there. So one day, I get to school, and my teacher moves me next to a girl named Matha. Well, Matha is what I called her until I learned the proper pronunciation of her name, which is Mata. Now, Matha was and still is Persian, and she was the social butterfly of the classroom. She could talk to anybody, she would make me laugh, there was an ease about her, and I just felt very welcomed. And on occasion, that she would come and share uh, her lunch with me. And she would tell me, well, I brought the special kind of bologna with the special kind of bread. And come to find out that that was code for, this is from the Persian market, so it's not something you might be familiar with. So Mata and I have a lot of similarities, a lot of differences. Um, at the time, she had brown fuzzy hair, big green eyes, very thin, skinny wrists, which to this day she blames for not being able to do a push-up. <laughs> we both um, came from just modest homes. Our parents had menial jobs. We didn't have a lot of money. We didn't eat out a whole lot. We, we would say, oh, that's just for fancy people. Uh, we shopped at you know, swap meets and garage sales, and that's how we grew up. So two years ago, we decided we want to do something for our birthdays. We have this tradition where we say no to gifts, but yes to trips. And her idea was, let's go on a road trip. I don't really do road trips, but she said, no, hear me out. Why don't we take a drive to our hometown? And we'll go ahead and just visit all the places that we liked hanging out as, as, as kids. And so I thought, well, that's a great idea. So we packed her black Honda Civic with an overnight bag, and we had boxes and bags of photographs that we had taken of ourselves growing up. Now, for 10, 11, 12-year-olds, for some reason, we love photographing ourselves. And this is pre-selfie world. We would like to go hang out, and we would take pictures of together or each other. This is one of our pastimes. So we have a lot of pictures uh, growing up. So this idea of the road trip morphed into something bigger. 
we weren't just going to go back to our hometown. What we decided to do is go back and recreate some of these photos. And the goal was to do it in the exact location, in the exact position, and with the exact expression on our faces. So we were ready to go. This was a pretty exciting thing we were going to do. So we get into our car, we snap our, our seatbelts in, we uh, fill up our tank of, with gas, and we crank up the country music, and then 35 minutes later, we're there. <laughs> we're in beautiful downtown Burbank. We're just five cities over from Simi Valley where she lives. Well, this is awesome. So our back to our roots road trip started out with touching up our own roots because the gray doesn't lie and we knew we were about to take a ton of pictures. So that was the very first stop we made. I remember sitting on the floor of the hotel room and we're just sifting through all these photographs. We were looking at ourselves at age 10 and we were saying how young we looked, how fresh, how carefree, how 80s we were with the big hair. And some of these photographs, we recognized, some of them we didn't, and we were like an old married couple. We were filling in the blanks for each other. One of us would add details that the other one didn't remember, and we just laughed a lot. So in sifting through these photographs, we find the money shot. This was the very first photograph that was taken of us in the fifth grade when we were in school, and we're sitting in a playground structure in the shape of a spider. So we knew that this was going to be our first stop. We're going to go back to our elementary school. So there we go to Joaquin Miller Elementary School in Burbank. We tell the front office what we're doing, and they were more than welcoming. So we went in and just had a blast. We skipped down the halls and played on the playground. We went to our fifth grade classroom, and we even stepped foot on the small stage, which was the theater where we sang on the Good Ship Lollipop acapella for one of our talent shows. <laughs> yes. Sadly, that spider structure was no longer there, but we certainly did take a picture of where it used to be. So the second place we went to was the local park. It's called Bram Park, and it's a place that we would often go to before we could drive because it was walking distance. Sometimes we would walk, or sometimes we would both sit on her banana seat bicycle, which is the same bicycle that she taught me how to ride. And so we would make ourselves, um, we would get ourselves over to the park. And again, we're looking at these photographs, and we have pictures of us in front of planters, in front of rose bushes, in front of windowsills, like an old married couple would. We have a picture of us in front of the big door that leads to the library of, of uh, Brand Park. So here we are, and wanting to retake these pictures, and as people are passing by, we're asking them for this huge favor, and we would show them the picture, they say, we just want you to re recreate this photograph, and it was amazing how serious they took it, and how much they really wanted to help. So now it's lunchtime, we're hungry, so we say, hey, why don't we go to our favorite dining place, Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. was one of our hangout spots. We loved the famous star with cheese, and we still do. And at the time, not having a lot of money, sometimes we would pull our money together, and we would have enough for one. So we would split it, which was perfectly fine. So when going back and showing the photograph to the cashier, you know, we noticed that there was a tabletop number in that photograph of us at Carl's Jr., and it was number 24. And so we asked him for a favor. Would you mind looking through your stack of, of tabletops? And if there's a 24, could you bring it over? Because we want to recreate this picture. And wouldn't you know it, there was a number 24. So we took that picture as well. 
Shomata and I spent hours on her front porch growing up. This is before we could drive. And we would sit on, on um, the couch that she had on there, and we would talk about all sorts of things. Serious topics and lighthearted topics. We would wonder who was going to get the first perm. Uh, we wondered if either one of us would ever realize our dream of becoming ice skaters, <laughs> even though we couldn't afford classes. We would wonder if we would ever marry brothers, and then we would actually have the same mother-in-law, and we could be sisters-in-law and finally family. Oh, this was wonderful. There were times we would play this game, and we would both be sitting on her porch, and I would say to her, for example, so you're going to marry the next person that drives by in a red car. And so we would sit there waiting for every car that was turning, and then sure enough, the red car would not be the person that we envisioned marrying. And for 10-year-olds, that was inappropriate anyways, but you know, that's what we did to pass the time. So from Carl's Jr., we ended up going to uh, her, her house, where her mom still lives. And she's now in her senior year, so she has some medical conditions. One of them is Parkinson's. And so we told her that we wanted her to take this photograph of us on her porch. And she resisted a little bit. She was very self-conscious because of her shakiness. And we said, it's OK. Just do the best you can do. And sure enough, she snapped a photograph, and it was perfect. Mata and I had this dream growing up that we were going to be private investigators. We were going to start this investigation firm called MJB Detectives. And we were going to serve MJB coffee. Why MJB? Because those were our combined initials before we got married. So after high school, we both went to Glendale College for several years. And we enrolled in the same criminal justice classes while at the same time working for campus security. So we were in full uniforms. We, we drove the patrol car. And of course, we have photographs of that. So in going back, um, our mission was to find a female officer like us. And sure enough, there she is. So of course, we ambush her, and we're, tell we're telling her who we are and what we're doing. And look at these pictures, and look at us. And she's looking at us thinking, I think I remember hearing stories about you. <laughs> I don't know if they were good and bad. We just you know, stopped there. But Mata and I were one of the first wave of women hired on the department, so it was truly special, and, and we feel like we paved the way for the women to come. So we, we took a photograph uh, there and just walked away having experienced an amazing road trip adventure. I never had a sister growing up, but I feel like I found her on the road to friendship. So people ask us, how did you guys stay so healthy together this whole time? Like, what is it about you? There's something about us when we come together, and it's magic. And so I would say this. Don't compete with your friend, right? Be their cheerleader. When they have a success, just celebrate it. If you have a lipstick that looks good on you, you know what? Share it, because it's probably going to look good on her, too. And if she offers you a road trip, even though it's only 35 miles away, you say yes. Because it could just be the most meaningful trip of your life. And here she is. <laughs> Stand up. This is my friend Matha Matcha Rosenfeld with the skinny wrists.